What is up, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Birdie here. In this episode, we are going to talk about how do we think outside of the box with our lifestyle, with our income, with our businesses, because with any big goal worth accomplishing, we have to think outside of the box. One of the ways we do that is we need to know the box we are in in the first place. Our guest who joins us today is the author of The Telling Image, Shapes of Changing Times, which won four international book awards, including Grand Prize Best Nonfiction from Next Gen Indie Book Awards. She is also a TEDx speaker and the producer of our specials for NBC News, which were filmed in locations all around the world. Our guest who joins us in this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than Lois Stark. Lois, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Great to be here. It is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And I feel like so many people, they feel like they are stuck inside of that box. They keep trying different things. They keep doing old things. But regardless of what they do or don't do, they just feel like they are stuck. So how can we figure out what type of box we are inside of so we can start to explore this concept of thinking outside of the box? Well, we're living in a time that's rapidly speeding and accelerations on all fronts. So I think everybody knows that. And the question is, uh, you know you're losing what you have known for normal, but you don't know what's coming. And one way that you can get a little glimmer of uh, what that next box might be shaping up to be is by taking a look at where the pivot points have been in the past. So we used to be human-natured uh, centered, and that was like 90% of human history. And uh, at that time, nature controlled us and we lived within it. We still live within it, even the virus, even climate change, things haven't changed really, but our approach to it has changed. And uh, a very early man saw everything like a web connected and cycling because they lived within the seasons and they imitated that round thatched huts, igloos, Stonehenge, kivas, medicine wheels, and even their governance was councils. So if it was 90% of human history, you know, you think, and nature was uh, the dominant thing, why would it change? You know, nature is always stronger than we are. But the really big thing that changed, and it was man-made, it was agriculture and writing. And that's when we went into kind of the box that we have been in up to this moment in time, the dominant box, which I call ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R thinking. So it's linear thinking, measurement-based, hierarchically ordered, and we've been really stuck in that box. <laughs> but in the 1950s, two things tried to shake us out, both genetics and cybernetics. And that's led us to the two shapes that I think kind of give us the model of our box of our more current moment. And that's the helix, which puts together both the cycling web and the evolving ladder. And of course it's DNA, so it tells both past and genes, present in our lives and the future, and uh, carrying the genetics from the past, but in wholly new forms. You don't, you don't know what your grandchildren will look like, you just know they'll carry a little piece of you. And out of the helix, if you picture that bursting open with all of the crossbars, 
you have a network. And of course, that's the one we're really immersed in. It masters our lives for all the linkages for social life, banking life, technological life. You can't get out of it. So you think that's going to go on forever because the links go on forever. But I suggest that we are really uh, verging on the next breakthrough in shape, which will give us another shape of thinking. And I call that the donut shape. <laughs> and it's a little bit of all the pieces that have come before. But if you can picture a spinning donut, it um, carries, it's also called the torus in, in physics. And it has uh, the feedback loop. And it's a mix of all the parts that are inside that are in constant motion, but it's also self-regulating. So with that, you can see from all sides. And uh, architecture is one way to get a glimpse of both the box you're in, but the box that's coming next. And just as we went from uh, pyramids to uh, skyscrapers, now we're the new buildings are, think of Apple. That's the network world, of course, and, and uh, Steve Jobs thought a lot about form and aesthetics, as we all know. So what he chose was this donut shape, the glass donut. And when you think about it, there's no right, there's no left. <laughs> uh, you, you have to interact with everyone else in that loop. So it's a whole new integration point. And the British chose that form for their intelligence building because they wanted to get out of silos, you know, that have uh, caught them in the past when they were in very separate thinking, but now integrated thinking is needed. So um, we, we sort of learn to need to learn to think from all sides and to see from all sides like the astronaut, because we've gone from being nature-centered to human-centered, but now we're in space and to see things from above. And that's all the new technology like 3D um, manufacturing and surgery and such. And to see from above, I feel like so many people, they just work so hard, but they don't really think about where they're going. And if you look at above, as Lois mentioned earlier, you can see those different pivot points. What was a decision or action you made that really worked for you and got you a little further? What are some pivot points where you look back on them? Maybe you focus on them a little harder and you see the growth. Like there's just so much that happens when you do take on that whole new perspective. And I think there is some benefit to thinking linear. Like, you know, you want to go from here to here to here. But at the same time, all these visionaries, they seem to be thinking on a whole other level. So how can we continue to stay focused on our goals, but be willing to get out of the conventional way of thinking where instead of just linear, maybe just thinking of different goals and ideas that don't necessarily connect, but then maybe figuring that part out later. Well, there's picture yourself as an astronaut. The very notion of a day that we have is 24 hours. But if you're an astronaut in space, you see the sunrise 16 times in 24 hours. So of course you need linear thinking to get back home. <laughs> you know, you have to uh, calculate in the ways that uh, that math will uh, take you as, as they say. But 
within that you also have to break certain patterns and go to that next scale of wild possibilities because that will be our new world and i think the wild possibilities part that's the area a lot of people they uh, sometimes they just don't want to think that way. Other times it's a fear factor. Like how can we get confident enough in ourselves to think of those wild possibilities? Because for some people, a wild possibility may be becoming a millionaire, but then you like think of yourself being a millionaire and you get like this imposter syndrome or fear or no, I can't do that. How can we embrace these wild ideas, these wild goals and go towards them rather than shying away from them? Think back probably to when you were a child and even today, what makes you smile? <laughs> and when you read something, do you light up? When you hear something, are you attracted to it? There's a line in you and that line not only has your gift to the world, what you're attracted to, where your original ideas will start to flow. And then there's nothing fearful. Then the, all those things that seem like obstacles become play because it's your playground. It's the one you were born with. So then you just flip that fear to excitement. <laughs> I mean, I really like when people think about their childhoods and what makes them smile. And you really have to shift. If you feel like you have fear, you have to, because when you're a child, like there's a lot less that you fear. And it's good to have some fear because then, you know, having some fear prevents you from going into a dangerous situation. But I feel like as we get older, we do take on more fear. So we have to think of that excitement of a child and, really attach that to the goals that we are currently working on. And that's going to really help us get outside of the box. The other thing that I think sometimes holds people back is they think they're not an expert and they think an expert is out there. But there is a wonderful study that uh, is called the forecasters. And they took big questions like, um, what will be what will north korea do what will russia do in the ukraine and then they took ordinary people like pipe workers and ballroom dancers and they gave them the very same macro questions that they gave the political analysts and the globalists and of course you can tell by telling the story guess who won it was the ordinary people because they could notice the small changes as they happened, and they were willing to recalculate their premise. The experts had an idea in their mind. They had a hypothesis. They had a life story that was ready to prove what their theme was, and they got stuck in it. Hmm. So I think that you can be the better forecaster just by noticing those small increments that change every day. And they will surprise you some days and not surprise you others. But that adaptability is what keeps both our individual lives juicy and going forward and able to get over the challenges. And it keeps the human race the same. And I really love the story Lois shares about the experts because when you're an expert, you feel like you know everything. 
And when you feel like you know everything, you just feel like you have to come up with an opinion and then that opinion is true to you. But you got to keep paying attention to how things around you change. Part of the reason people stay in the boxes, they're not observant of small changes that are taking place. And when the small changes become big changes, it's a little harder to make the appropriate adjustments. So it's very important that we keep an eye on little things that are going on within our industry so we do stay top of mind and spot those opportunities that some people may otherwise miss. And even outside your industry, because there's integration now in every sector of society. And the more you can see outside your own box, both in the sense of your personal expertise and in industry, the more you can find those connections of how to multiply them, how to create the next merger in uh, two opposite kinds of products, but serving an even larger whole. And I really love just, again, this focus of the more you think and being thinking for yourself, being conscious, because a lot of industries, they may feel so far apart, but they do connect. And it's when you think in that way that you will come across all these new opportunities and move towards that lifestyle that you want to have. This has been a really great episode for people who want to learn more about you, Lois, and all the great work you're doing. Where do you suggest we go? Well, Lois F. Stark dot com is my website and then i also have a ted talk and i'm on twitter facebook linkedin and instagram and the book the telling image shapes of changing times is on amazon and your local bookstore grab your copy of lois's book we will have that book in the show notes as long as the other links mentioned lois thank you so much for joining us on breakthrough success it was a pleasure to have you here today Oh, Mark, you're fantastic. All the best to you.